It's a very low barrier to get into the Gronk Squad. That's crazy. We've committed to do the Daily Talk Show for 10 years. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Put it in the calendar. Oh, that one is. I'd just like to check the temperature in the room. I told you my squeegee story. It is outrageous. Come on, let's go. It's the Daily Talk Show episode 988. <laughs> You're getting awkward because you don't want to say it's Fat Friday. <laughs> Named Cat. by uh, t- Tommy Jack himself. <laughs> <laughs> Who did come up with that name? I don't know. Uh, we were at a, um, we're, we're doing a great project for mm-hmm. a great school mm-hmm. uh, called NCAT. Mm-hmm. And we get access to the canteen, yeah. Which I think I saw the other te- the other teachers. We're not the teachers. Yeah. I saw the teachers mm-hmm. going in to get a few things, mate. They've got a tab going. Like, oh really? Did I, you find out the name on the tab? No. So they just know the people. So sure. There's like we lined up with the school kids yesterday. Mm-hmm. God, that's an experience in itself. Oh. Just like sort of seeing the sort of young people, what they're up to, mm-hmm. what they're wearing, the phones, the banter. One kid was rapping at another kid. It was great. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Um, the On the bar tab thing, yeah. when I worked in radio, Jules Lund had a tab Did he? for a cafe across the road. Yeah. And Byron Cook was using oh. it for many months. <laughs> Without Jules knowing. Yeah. yeah. What a dog. I know. I know. Byron. I know. But I feel like um, Jules is the kind of guy you want to do that shit to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just because he'd be like, ah, fair play. <laughs> Like yeah. he loves a, yeah, yeah. a good, good story. Stitch up. He it's loves like, a good mate, stitch that up. That cost me ten grand, but it's fucking big, love that. Big, big <laughs> good job. Yeah, I mean the canteen. They they have some great food there. Anyway, my point of it was, um, it was last Friday. We'll mm-hmm. f- or the other Friday, a couple mm-hmm. of Fridays ago. We went in there. She said, "Fat Friday." I was like, "Fucking, <laughs> I'm a narcissist." Do you listen to Ash? <laughs> Tell me. No, no, no. She doesn't. It's mm-hmm. it's a real thing. Yeah. So I don't think we came up with it. Definitely just, not like this. On Friday, people get looser, potentially. Yeah. I'll tell you what, um, someone else, so who, I wonder who came up with the first um, signage that said Melbourne's best vanilla slice mm-hmm. or um, award-winning vanilla slice. So, you know, when you go to the country, there's like- Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says- Well, the world's best hot chocolate is near my place. I haven't had it yet. <laughs> But, um, I you are having hot chocolate right now. Yeah, yeah, is that? Good. yeah, well, I haven't had <clears> hot chocolates for a while, but I thought uh, given the the stress that I've been talking about, it seems that maybe caffeine- yeah, yeah. Through intravenous is not right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, like I um, somehow became the strong coffee guy. That's probably I, my fault. Yeah, maybe. But I, I don't think that maybe I need- So, I'm, I'm trying to start the day on something mm. because yesterday also when filming- Forgot to drink water all day. Yeah, I did too. That was a, that was a mistake. We can we need to pull over and get mm-hmm. a, just a bottle. Um, anyway, I've got the the world's best vanilla slice. Oh, great! And no, this is from a great place. Oh my god! Oh, the icing's gone. What do you mean? The oh, dust of icing is gone. That's that's prob- problematic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not too problematic. Um, there's oh more. Pr- can, yeah, there's a lot more problematic things. Can I just say the annoying bit is that the it's not sticky icing. Yeah, but that's is that maybe that's not the world's best. This yeah. is this is a, a not, there's a place in Brunswick, mm-hmm. French Letes, mm-hmm. and a place in Boulogne. Anyway, I don't want to fucking really eat the whole thing. I just want to yeah, bite. Yeah, do you yeah, want to sure. have a bite? Yeah, can, just have a little you, bite. Do you, okay. Just it's gonna become right. it's gonna d- be destroyed. <laughs> but you got to. I mean, this has got us. The marketing okay, has is. got us. 
So yeah, normally I'm used to I'm used to a um a sticky top, which is like the the bullet special. Well, there is a bullet. There's a place that's Mm -hmm. a a bit bogan. And so the other the other thing too, this does remind me (laughs) in I think Slovenia, there's something called the um, cream cake. Which that's not the that's not the same. No, it's this not the is, same thing. A, but it reminded me a lot. Like there's a place in Lake Bled where you sort of go and sit and eat cream cakes. Yeah, yeah here we go. Have, have a little. Just tell. I just want to know. Is it is it good? Oh, staying together. I so I appreciate that it doesn't just explode and go mm. everywhere. Mm. Is it good? Really good. <laughs> French lettuce. You've, you've nailed it. Oh, that was perfect. They've nailed it. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, yum. The powder is going to the the powder is making me first sneeze on the show. Wow! First sneeze on the show. Did you sniff it? Yeah, from the powder, I think like it got into me. Man, that's good. That's deceptively good. Mm -hmm. To be honest, seeing that with the icing that fell off, Mm -hmm. I was like, this could be average. Yeah, the ingredients Mm -hmm. are phenomenal. Yeah, I had some real banter with the um. With the uh, lady at the uh, French lettuce place yesterday, yeah. uh-huh. and we were talking because I—it's interesting, you know. It, for if you ever want to have a banter with somebody, just look at them and and think about what is it that they do, like what what's your in. Mm-hmm. And of course, at a cafe, it makes sense. It's like barista; they're into coffee, so talk to them about coffee. Yeah. If you've got like, don't make it about you. And so this lady who was working there was the chef. Mm-hmm. And these people are up, chefs are up very early, so it's mm-hmm. my in. Oh, mate, how long are you, what, when you've been up since? Mm-hmm. 1 a.m. It was crazy. And at that time, it was about 5.30. Yeah. And so, the cafe, the the bakery was just opening mm-hmm. and she was making a coffee for us. And and we started talking about, um, <laughs> we started talking about their croissants, which mm-hmm. I bought today. So, is, is it- Because we had one of their chocolate filled- which are phenomenal. Yeah, ridiculous. Outrageous. Silly even. Silly, silly, silly good. Silly, silly good. good. It should be that's, yeah, silly Melbourne's good. most silly good. <laughs> silly good is a good name for a cafe. Silly good. Anyway, so I've got their, their croissant, which I've bought. Yes. But we were talking about it and I felt like I could be quite open. And you can only be open if you, you can only sort of give them some kind of negative feedback. If, if you're then, Tommy Jacket. <laughs> <laughs> if you're then coming back with a positive. So mm-hmm. I said to them. Yeah, I wasn't sure about your um, croissants at first, you know. Okay. Where's and, this going? Um, but I was like, now I love them. I'm really into them. Uh-huh. She said, oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Because a lot of people aren't. Like, they, they sort of have a bit of pushback. What's the pushback on them? So, a croissant, uh, I said, this is what I said. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm so used to those just soft croissants. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, they just squash. Yeah. Whereas these are a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and so there, if you take, if you have this croissant, mm-hmm. like these are, they do hundreds and hundreds of these a day selling these across their stores and they are a different vibe. And so they're being, they're different. Like you can see you, Josh has just pulled the end off, but the, mm-hmm. the middle hasn't sunk at all. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, um, and they're quite, quite crunchy, mm. quite crunchy. Mm. And it's a, um, a different experience. But I was able to sort of thread in that I didn't at the start. I was like a bit unsure, but now I'm into them. And, she, and it was nice because it actually was like, that's what people, that's actually what go happens. Mm-hmm. People are like so used to 
getting the softest croissant you've ever seen. And then- So yeah. this is more authentic? Well, I, I couldn't tell you that. I reckon they were softer in Paris when I had them. So mm-hmm. that's my, that's all I can bring to the table in terms of what it is. But I did, uh, have you ever seen on um, like uh, maybe TikTok or a video like, a tic- think about a TikTok where they've like a real? got a piece of, yeah, like a real. <laughs> they've got a piece of pastry and they drop a dollop of butter and then roll it, put it in the oven and then it just cooks. Because oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I was curious about that. I was like, is that how it happens? Yeah. Is that how it happens? And um, no, it's not how it happens for how, how they do how this. How do they do it? She said that a lot of people who do home baking mm-hmm. would do that, but these are, they're doing this at mass. So, they've got like a kilo of dough or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they're making there, and then they put the butter into that. So, it's like all combined. A kilo is not much. Well, two, maybe it was two kilos that they- Maybe it was a kilo of butter. <laughs> <laughs> it was a- whatever, they, whatever their portion is, mm-hmm. they do a huge thing and then roll it out and do whatever they do yeah. to get to that. But it was interesting that they, that it's not, it's not, it's not your feta. What's that pasta that you were watching? Oh, uh, yeah, the feta pasta. But it's not always like that. Mm-hmm. You see it, yeah, how, yeah. you see their methods on mm-hmm. Instagram. It's not how it is. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I said, it's good to be different. Mm-hmm. It's good to be different. Have you ever done, I guess you did um, breakfast radio. Any other times in your life where you've woken up consistently Early and sort of been because it feels like because we've been doing it a bit lately with the mm. shoots because we'll come in early, do the show, you know, be out the door by seven type of thing. Mm. Um, like finishing the show, everything's done by seven. I feel like it's a different vibe. Like just the roads are quieter. Yeah. Like the, those interactions at the cafe, it feels different. It feels like oh, yeah. you're getting one up on everyone because everyone's asleep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, interacting with people, everyone sort of. We're in this together, you know. Yeah. <laughs> We're up early. Yeah, it'd be night shift workers. I think there'd be probably some. Did you do it outside, like with landscaping when you were one, doing one, landscape? One, yeah, that was very early. I used to get up and watch um, aerobics on style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Girls in leotards stretching yeah. on the on the on the on the foreshore, mm-hmm. but it was like a legit thing. Remember that show? Yeah, my brother and I would sit there just eating eating porridge. <laughs> watching. <laughs> no, I wish I had a camera just pointing at me and him. <laughs> just like we didn't talk this is when i lived with my bro and we were watching aerobic all star before we headed off so this was like you were over 18 no, i was 17 at that point. 17. yeah and you lived with your brother yeah yeah and he like without your parents without my parents what did that what did that look like how did you end up living at your brother's um it was uh because i was working for dad mm-hmm. and so it um yeah i i think it only lasted six months or something Mm-hmm. But it was but it was cool. And was the idea? Did your bro say, "Hey, do you want to come stay?" I can't with remember. Me? It's funny how those little things slip. Mm-hmm. Like who said what? I couldn't imagine him saying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could imagine me saying, "Bro, you got a spare room? Mm-hmm. Book us up, yeah, yeah." What suburb was it in? Um, Windsor. It was great. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I mean, it was sick being able to. It was the first taste. But then I went back home. Mm-hmm. And then it's because I was, it was, I, I think because I was cha- not wanting to do the thing I was doing, not wanting to do landscaping. Like it was just, that was a ploy to get out of school. Mm-hmm. Was or, it digging? Was it what were you actually doing? Oh, dude. Shovel work. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. And that's an honest living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or a fucking annoying Digging one. holes and stuff. It's, I actually quite like it. So there's, that would be a nightmare for somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this, I actually enjoy being 
in the garden, digging, mm-hmm. using, you know, planting. It's actually nice. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy the outdoors aspect of it, which is why if I was ever to do something, like, I couldn't do bricklaying, too soft for that, mm-hmm. but I could do landscaping. Roofing? Nah, too soft. Mm-hmm. Rendering? Too, um, too repetitive. As, as much as digging is, though, but I feel like, think about- what cut? What changes mm-hmm. the color? Uh, Plumbing. Um, if I had to pick a trade right now, uh, oh god, that's a could tough you be a chippy, like a full blown, blown like build a house vibe? Nah, nah. I, I don't think I have the 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 patience. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I don't think I'd want to study. I can't. I just know in life that I can't do something I really don't want to. Do mm-hmm. in in respects to something as big as like go down the path of being chippy, going to trade school. You mm-hmm. have to you have to go through that process. Yeah, I have an idea of what that process looks like. I did mm-hmm. I did VCAL as a kid, mm-hmm. and I went to had to go to Frankston every Wednesday or every second Wednesday mm-hmm. in my overalls. Oh, that were dumb. That were Why? dumb. Just dumb. I just felt dumb. <laughs> like I felt dumb. I was in these big overalls. These these boots, um, you know, <laughs> I look like a stripper <laughs> from Manpower or something, but or or a, or a chippy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but I just didn't like it. I didn't like the just didn't like that vibe. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I much rather come in on the ground level, just working, and then in in the industry. Like I'd rather, yeah. um, like my brother didn't do a didn't do landscaping as a trade. Or an apprenticeship, mm-hmm. but he did years of it, and he know, and he can do everything. So, um, but there's a difference. It, he's now an electrician, mm-hmm. but he learned a lot of stuff, being very handy mm-hmm. and knowing how to do things. But it, yeah, it requires that. I, God, if you had to go back to uni right now, you've said journalism before, mm-hmm. but um, that's dead. <laughs> no, no, that's no, not dead. But if yeah. you you can't pick journalism, but mm-hmm. something just. Outside of journalism, because like I know that's, that's such in your or something like it maybe um so academic you go academic no nah, like more um psychology but like yeah like the like not necessarily academic but maybe not sort of like a practicing psych where yeah. you're sitting and you know you you have people coming in you've got your own practice mm. but something like like a what Adam Grant I mean that's a PhD like he's Think about the amount of time. What's he a social? Psych- no, a um, yeah, social he, yeah, organizational oh, psychologist, maybe. So the hard bit for me, which which I like the, I like the trades because you know that it's what the the outcome is, mm-hmm. and then what you do, yeah. moving forward to make the money or to mm-hmm. start a, you can start a business. You know, mm-hmm. you get clients, and so that's it. yeah. The the psychology ones are hard because I think you think. I'm a, if I become a psychologist, I work in a practice or I start a practice or mm. I get clients. But, but then you've got people like um, Dan Ariely who wrote the book Predictably Irrational and that is very much like research. I think research is sort of fun. The problem with research, having not done any of it, is the Have time. Have you researched this? <laughs> the, the, yeah, the time that it takes. Like there's just a lot of, like I don't like red tape. And oh. even hearing Craig Harper talk about oh, yeah. him trying to submit work yeah. and it's just getting rejected and having to go back. It's a pain in the ass. And, I mean, 
yeah, it takes a it takes a certain mindset to do it because in my mind, what who, what's it for? Like for me, what's it mm. for for yourself? So think about all the people that have degrees and don't use them. Mm. It's fine. It might actually be the reason you are who you are. Like mm-hmm. you've, it's a part of your. It is a part of your existence, whether you use it or not. Sam um, Kavanagh has a criminology degree. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, and he's, and he's a, a radio, radio producer. producer. Yeah, one um, of the best. And so does that. Does his mind, mm-hmm. um, you know, have a bunch of these sort of upgrades based on that course that help him in the producing? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Well, someone yesterday told us the stat that 45% of students who finish year 12 and go on to university will uh, quit after the, like, will leave uni in the first year. Yeah, man. 45%. Okay. That's huge. Dude, it's, um, it's I, I'd say, I, could, I couldn't imagine it. Going down, and I don't, and I couldn't, and I don't think it's because people are useless. Mm-hmm. I think it's the, what's the future of work. If you yeah. look at what what it means to go and sit a, a law degree and how long you have to do it for, mm-hmm. and then realize, it, like, it's a lot of time to think about what you're going to be doing. Yeah, that's the problem for me. I don't, I can't. That I, that would I, that would fuck me. Yeah, thinking about how I'm then going to become a lawyer in an office. Well, I think that even with video production, I've been able to move around enough that it never felt like it was one dimensional. Like exactly. I didn't feel, so yeah. I did, there was a stint where I'm like, I do photography. And then there was a stint where I'm like, I'm a community manager. Yeah. Like I've done all of that sort of stuff. And then I've always come back to like video specifically. Mm. So, I mean, what has to, I mean, the thing is that how much change, how much change will actually happen when these are, Private um, education systems mm. that make a lot of money, mm. and we're and so as you know, Seth Godin says we're we're all cogs. Like mm-hmm. some of us are still in that mindset of which is only just natural. Like I have to go to school. Mm-hmm. It's school, yeah. right? It's the, well, it's, the industri- it's the industrial age where it's like okay, you we we need to produce consistent people that can then take these predictable. Mm jobs yeah um but then as that changes it's like okay well what now but i feel like in the ambiguity there's something about me that loves the idea of the old days where you don't have it was toxic you didn't you know (laughs) worked on the line but like it like i guess like there was less ambiguity you knew what your future looked like yeah so you knew that like but i think there's a lot of uncertainty for everyone now Mm. for a lot of people Especially going out of school, where it's like, okay, what now? Yeah, I I didn't, I didn't even know what I wanted to do um, in mm-hmm. school, and so do you and wish because that I was, you did something else, or do you think that you used your time differently at school? Nah, so I, my game plan was to get out of it mm-hmm. because it it was it felt I felt like I was being held back by it, mm-hmm. which I think if that's your feeling, I don't know how finding a spot in the system is going to work mm-hmm. like it would i would have needed a heap of convincing and so certain northern college of the arts and technology the school we're filming at has these young passionate kids that know almost that, so they have like a hobby or <laughs> a love for something like music or mm-hmm. arts mm-hmm. or you know and so if you've identified or at least an interest in something and then you are able to flex that muscle daily 
you feel like you're free, mm. which some of these kids are saying, I'm fuck, I, I feel free. I don't feel like I go to school. I don't feel like, mm. which is amazing, but I didn't have any of those. Mm-hmm. And so it was like- some, Was it because VCAL was very much like a trade? So you would do- I had do, no interest in- yeah. I had no interest. I used to say to my mum from grade one, I don't want to mm-hmm. go to school. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'd hate school. And mm-hmm. so I've, I hated school from the beginning. I just, and so it's literally the day I left school, as in um, dropped out, <laughs> just left in year, it was year 11 or something. I, I felt like, oh, like the day that I decided. It's mm-hmm. a big, big decision. There's a lot wrapped up to it, wrapped up in it because you can feel pretty inadequate if you're, you know, you're, so what could you're have breaking been- out of a system. And yeah. so you're feeling like an outlier in a bad way. Couldn't there have been a better system that you would have st- stuck to? I, I don't know if there would be based on, say, my understanding of some of these kids that we're seeing mm-hmm. that are passionate about something. Mm-hmm. So, you would have thrived at a place like NCAT mm-hmm. because you knew that you loved video mm-hmm. and they could offer that for you. I didn't know any of this shit. So, and I so went along. Know, so, is that- Like, I didn't know I wanted to do- I started video production very mm-hmm. late in my life compared to yeah. you. And so, then experimentation though- the hard part is, <laughs> but like think about it from a video perspective or like from a creative perspective, there's still structures in things like NCAT where it's like, oh, you need to show up at a certain time. You have to do these things. So, mm-hmm. there's a certain amount of structure, which is good. I wonder- um, Which is, it's like discipline. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you need to learn these things. I always knew I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. I did, and and I just knew it wasn't school that was going to be a part of that, and so I never thought that I wouldn't. I never thought, oh, I don't know what I want to do. Like I found out that you could study. I called the personal training course mm-hmm. and said, "How old do you have to be?" They said seventeen. I was like, "Fuck, I'm seventeen. Mm-hmm. I can do this." I, you know, ended up doing the eight week course, mm-hmm. got the thing, got my first job. Like I felt like I was free as soon as I was out of that system, and I was like. I can do whatever I want now. Mm-hmm. And so, I- and the Did thing you is, struggle <clears throat> at doing the PT course? No, no, no. no. Loved it. Mm. Loved it. Loved it. it was, I mean, it's ticking the box. I don't think many people fail. They want mm-hmm. you to pass because mm-hmm. they probably then get a kickback from the yeah. gov. But, mm-hmm. but it, was, it was not that environment. It was- that came out of me doing kickboxing and mm-hmm. getting discipline in Muay Thai. I was training a lot and loving that and going to the gym- like I was young, I was young and, and saw that and then was able to, f- there was some discipline there mm-hmm. and it was confronting to do the eight-week course because I, you know, hadn't fucking really passed any year. <laughs> like you just, what's passing in year seven, eight, nine, it's just like you got to get through it mm-hmm. and they passed me in year 10 somehow. Is there a skill that you wish that you'd focused on? The foundational no. skills? Um, foundational skills? Nah, because I, I think in hindsight it's like, not ready. Mm-hmm. You're not ready. Yeah. So, so you could say, oh, would it be good to understand more about fucking? <laughs> I don't know. This is the thing. I don't. Mm-hmm. I can't. Like writing. I've, yeah, but I. But I think it's part of someone's journey. Mm-hmm. Anyone. You could. You could. You could say a year ago when I had all that time. It's like mm-hmm. when we didn't have the responsibilities of this business. Mm-hmm. I wish I spent more time doing this before, you know, it's like before kids, I wish I did more of this. Mm-hmm. It's such an easier thing to look at, but it is part of the journey. It's like, when are you ready to actually 
do the work, mm-hmm. and it wasn't back then. Mm-hmm. But it was. Do you think that there's? <clears throat> so is there any? Like I feel like regret can be a powerful motivator for future, or, but or not no. for many, not for everybody. Mm. It's like um, uh, George said to me, "Ah, oh, a bit of fire under your belly." It's like mm-hmm. some people react. He was just referencing something. It's like that is a common saying that put a bit of fire under somebody somebody's belly. Do you and say fire under their belly? Fire, fire, fire under their belly, belly, and they get moving. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, and they also fucking burn sometimes. Mm. It's like. That that flame doesn't always um, get people going. Mm-hmm. Pressure doesn't always make people optimized or work their best because mm-hmm. it's it's a bit too much. And so that's the reality. It's like you can easily say, "Ah, pressure makes diamonds." It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm not a fucking diamond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it can. So, for instance, like think about the um, uh, older people doing some of the courses, like. Um, uh, people in their 50s or mm. 60s that will take on like an art course and learn how to do art and they've, mm. you know, they regret not doing it when they're younger and then they finally do it. So, that regret then translates into them actually making a change. If you've got regret, I don't have regret about mm-hmm. that stuff. I just, because you, because you, the person who has regret can also reframe it or actually do some work to see it a different way. But so, that's the, that's the thing though. It's not- it's not about, so it's not a negative thing. But I can think but, people, a lot of people can, see regret as negative. So like you, it's, I made the decisions that weren't what I would now want with my now thinking about my past. And so, so if you become, if you have a certain amount of awareness and then you move towards having more self-awareness, could you be unlocking things about your past that you didn't realize. So the story is actually expanding. The story, it's not, a, the static isn't, st- uh, sorry, the story isn't static. Mm. It actually, your history is changing as well based on whatever your new perspective is. No, history doesn't change. History stays the same because you can't change the past. You can't do the, there's no future. There's no, all it is is perception or thought around what it is and how what it means to you. No, but so your perception can change on. So if a, if history, if what we describe as what the past was, is, um, if that's if that's in our mind and we are, um, constantly changing, it's not too hard to believe that. Okay, all of a sudden, the thing that I believed, you could look back at something. 15 years ago and say, oh, you know what? Like that was thinking based on culture or based on, you know, the way that you're brought up, but then you have a new perspective. And so then if that has changed your life, if that one decision or that one Mm -hmm. thing was a critical factor of what you then went on to do, reconsidering things and saying, oh, you know what? I don't have to think like you can actually like course correct as well. Mm. In the current time. Now, yeah, in exactly. The now. Well, you can't change the past. Yeah, yeah. But you can learn from the past, mm. and the learning. You're saying the- learning, uh, learning from the past could come up years later. Yeah, and you did. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like with with newfound information yeah. in the present. Yeah, and so the th- there's like dogma in. Oh, you know what? Like no regrets. Everything I've done was the right thing that I should have done. Which I get that. Like I guess a lot of people are like that. Like. Um, but then, 
and I'm sort of like that, but at the same time, it's like, if you can see opportunities that you can then relate to your future and say, oh, you know what? During that time, I felt that this was true. And then I actually identified that it wasn't. Maybe this present moment, X, Y, and Z isn't true. And so you can adapt. Mm. But then where do you land? Uh, I think you, you land on allowing yourself to change. I think that the, like, I think that's my main point is it's like, if you are in a place of like, no regrets, everything I've done was like with the information I had, whatever, um, potentially you are reducing the ability to grow versus saying new information. It's like a uh, sunk cost. Like, you know, um, do you need, if you decided to do a uni course and now all of a sudden you're doing a job based on that uni course, mm. if there was flawed thinking on why you were doing the uni course because your parents told you to or whatever it was, mm. is that the right decision for now? And so, if we're using flawed thinking from our past and it's affecting our future, we can reconsider what, we've, what we're doing. Mm-mm. But then it's like, it's a real skill to be able to identify flawed thinking from your past because it has to be something that is actually being felt and understood in the moment. Mm. I think it's like, you got to listen. <clears throat> You've got to listen to yourself mm. and say, okay, well, yeah, this is, this is how I'm feeling now. Just because I've, if you've done uh, three years of medicine and you've got to do six or whatever, you're three years in, but you know you don't want to do anything relating to medicine after it, there'd be a bunch of people who stay the course Mm -hmm. because they made a decision three years ago. 100%. And then it it is tricky. That is life. It's like- when it when it gets hard, the, it f- you feel like you don't want to keep going. Mm. And when you've committed to something, you feel like you... And then so the signals might be, like you're saying, the mm-hmm. feelings might be, I want to... I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. But there is, there is the... I mean, you've got to weigh that up, right? Mm-hmm. Should I keep going? There is something worth getting through it mm-hmm. is one thought... There yeah, is something so there's a version cost. there. Yeah, but so, so that's a fucking hard so, bit to work out when you cut it based on Yeah, if you're the person that's always pulled out halfway through, mm. maybe that's something to look at. There's so you like that's what it's yeah. about mm. the uh, But know, then there's also the like situation. the built the yeah, the so there's the I guess being steadfast and being able to see something through. Resilient. Yeah. Um but then there's it's also a real skill. Like I feel like there's a lot of people in the world that just feels stuck and mm. like ugh, stuck on the decision that you made when you were 18 or, you know, when you just finished school. Yeah. I mean, you can fucking turn your life upside down mm-hmm. in a second. Mm-hmm. And just but also decide. external stuff can do it too. People dying, things happening, yeah, dude. people getting sick. And so that's the other thing too is it's like if we learned anything from last year, it's that we're not necessarily in that much control of those external mm. factors. What does it all mean? Lots of good questions to ask yourself there. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's no, it's the weirdest bit is that uh, why do you, why do, does at one moment you connect with something mm-hmm. and another, you know, like <clears throat> there's a, there's a, there's a slight bit of out of controlness, <laughs> which is mm. not a word, but out of control nature to our minds that I can't, 
I don't know why I could why I like that. Like necessarily why I'm into certain things. Mm-hmm. Like why like you can try and reverse engineer them, but like the 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 sea of our minds shit just coming up. Like think about it. if you try and be pre- still for a moment thinking about shit that happened 10 years mm-hmm. ago, thinking about the Is random it, nature to it. There's yeah. like you can't that we can't necessarily like you can say I control my thoughts. Dude, there's going to be a thought that rolls in mm. like a cloud that you you didn't control. So then at that point what control do we have? But then there's isn't it cognitive dissonance that's like you can just start to con- like you believe your own thing and you actually become more so the more you tell the story, the more you need to be like, yeah, this is this is the right decision, just to try and like make yourself feel better as well. But then, why do you feel like you? Can, it's hard to tell yourself the story if you don't actually believe it. There's a ver- you know the difference between saying it and actually fe- feeling the, it inside. Like, what well, do you I think, think that? That's the, I think that's the that's that bit which is you actually feel mm. like you're in the moment. You can convince yourself. That it's the right decision. Mm. Buy Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> it's down. <laughs> no, Hi, the daily talk show.com. Uh, have a good weekend, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. See you, guys.